Okay, welcome to episode 30 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, your mama's house, your baby daddy's house. So I'm Sean. I'm Nah. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nah. So what are we calling this episode? We calling this the Dirty 30. This is the- our 30th episode. Ew, ew. Ew. I can't even believe it. We got 30 plus hours of us <laughs> talking somewhere. <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> this is a rolly, not a stopwatch. It don't ever stop. <laughs> Y'all got All right. 30 hours of our bantering. I love it. I love it. All right. So getting into the ratchet. What we got? What we got? Girl, oh my God. I don't know if you caught this whole Instagram documentary that Cardi B did yesterday. (laughs) She went on a 10 episode Instagram rant about her beef with Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Lord of mercy. Girl. You know, they've been beefing um, behind the scenes since last year. And it probably started when Cardi performed with Remy Ma on the Summer Jam stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love Summer Jam. Side mm-hmm. note. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, they, they actually show it on um, Tidal now. I saw it on Tidal. Like year. the old ones? No, the, the new old- ones. They live stream it. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Oh, no no need to go. Girl, I ain't telling. You still haven't gotten Tidal? I, I do have my little six months that I never use. All right, anyway. I can't get with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so um, and we all heard about their brawl. They had well, their near brawl, they had it at the um Harper's Bazaar party during Fashion Week. So mm-hmm. um, so actually a couple of days ago, it this kind of got reignited because Cardi's sister Hennessy, I love their names, Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy. She went on social media and accused Nikki of leaking Cardi's phone number to her fans. Um, and so she started getting all these hateful messages and, um, and so Nikki went on her radio, queen radio, and it unleashed this whole monologue about Cardi, uh, the, the music, uh, the fight and pretty much everything else they've been beefing about. Um, and she, she said that when it came, did you watch the, the footage of this fight they had? At, at I saw a little bit of it when, when, um. Cardi was out there with her dress and, and her underwear on. I, right. I, I didn't see anything get ripped off. It was just, right. So, hmm. so Nikki said that Ra Ali, uh, she did some serious damage to Cardi. Like, I guess, like, beat her up real bad, even though I, I didn't see that footage. But she, <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm going I'm to do my Nikki voice. Ra beat you so bad that I was mad at Ra. <laughs> That's my Nikki impression. Very good, very good. (laughs) So she also denied leaking Cardi's phone number and was like, what type of burn shit you on, bitch? So, um, (laughs) and she was just saying that, you know, Cardi got the the Fashion Nova deal because she turned it down and, um, you know, Nikki got all these, I mean, Cardi got all these other deals because she was the second choice. Nikki was always the first choice for all these other deals. So they've just been going at it. So Cardi made time yesterday and I watched all 10 of them. I love Cardi. All her split verbs and her extra S's and shit. <laughs> I love her. Anyway, so she addressed the whole thing with her, um, 
with the fight saying, you know, Ali didn't put any, didn't put no hands on her. Uh, and it was, there was so much footages. <laughs> I heard that part. I was like, oh, I was like, oh new words. Right. New, you know, I'm not mad at new words because I do make up words myself. But she said new, there was so much footages. Okay. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> she also said that, um, you know, that they both were featured on the motorsport, motor the song. Yes. Um, and she said that uh, Cardi demanded that Nikki change her her voice excuse me, her, her, um, her lyrics on motorsport. Um, and she refused to do the video until she did. And then Cardi claimed that Nikki turned down a chance to be on no limit and then turned around and got upset. Her management after it became a hit. Um, and Nikki accused her of, um, payola, you know, like paying all Mm -hmm. these, you know, uh, radio stations and, and different, you know, outlets to play her music. And so Cardi denied that, um, you know, also blamed her for leaking his phone number. And it's just, just girl, just, this is a good old fashioned, like back and forth with these women. Um, and it was pretty entertaining to watch. Um, it's pretty kind of, it was funny cause Cardi is entertaining. <laughs> but. She is. And that's probably the best part of this. I mean, I, I think what comes across is like, that's her, that's her, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's true self. I tend to believe that Nikki is more of a character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this is Cardi. It's going to always be Cardi. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, she was like, we can take this. We can take this. Right. <laughs> she was like, I can do both. Whatever you want, whichever way you want to go, I can do both. I was here for that. I was all the way here for that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> she, giving, she, giving the box, she giving the bitch boxes to check. Yes or no? Which one you want to do? He gave her options. And w- motherfuckers love options. Nikki, you got options. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do it like this? You want to do it like that? What? Did you done it as you finished? You want. Which- However you want it. <laughs> you can have it your way. Whichever one. I, I was I, I was definitely, I was here for that. Like, okay. All right. Other than other than that, I'm like, I'm 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 kind of here for it because I think it makes for great, you know, hopefully it translates into their music and it mm. makes for great music and you kind of need that competition. You know, is I feel like there's a lot of rappers out here or artists who are not great unless they're under some sort of pressure. So, uh-huh. hopefully, you know, it translate into their music. But there's another yeah. part of me I'm like, these are grown ass women. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, y'all just beef it out on, on record. Anybody got to get their panties, their skirt ripped up. Yeah. Why? Got to come out the woodwork. Talking about she busting people in the aisle. I don't, that, that part, I'm, right. I'm, yeah. I'm not here for all of that. Yeah. Y'all got babies. 45 and, and, years old fighting people. And, you know, I've, I've never been one for drama. I hate drama, but I, I, I kind of like to hear about it, though. Don't we both? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't want no smoke. My ear perks up like, huh? I don't want no smoke, but with, you know, I, I like to hear well, my I watch the smoke. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, just put this on, put this on wax and and let let this translate into dollars. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, please, the please do. Because you know what I what I don't want to happen is to have this going on for decades and then it'll be a situation where how it is with Kim. And with Foxy, where they, I guess they still beefing. And I, I, in my, in my heart of hearts, I would love to go to a concert with both of them. Oh, right. A you Foxy versus Kim. Girl. And just, I would front row. Girl, okay? that would be so dope. They, they had some dope music. But, sure did. I would love to see that. Yeah. But, so hopefully they can put this aside and, and, you know, get some money together. 
Because who wouldn't who wouldn't go to a Cardi B and Nicki Minaj concert? Definitely. Can you imagine? And now, see, I don't know how the fans would be though. Can you? <laughs> they be fighting the audience. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Right, yeah, might, it, this might this be might over before it starts. It might what? be too soon for that, but eventually, it still be a dope concert. Eventually, you know, yeah. maybe too soon right now. But anyway, moving along. Indeed. All right. So moving on. So this was kind of. I just have you seen? There is. It's called the Shop. So it's basically mm-hmm. a show that LeBron James puts on in a barbershop. It comes on HBO. Um, I think there are like two episodes, so it ain't even like a series. It's, it's like every three months. So um, basically the show is centered around the barbershop and LeBron invites in his friends, you know, so there's always like some entertainers and mostly athletes and they kind of sit around the barbershop and they talk and, you know, it's just so refreshing to hear LeBron say nigga and, mm-hmm. and, and, and cuss up a storm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it also has some really good stuff. They talk about, you know, activism and, you know, I, I guess going from athlete to, um, you know, um, someone who talks about social issues and, you know, the, the struggle that they have with that. So he has on, you know, I've seen it's, it's a bunch of different cast and characters that, that have been on the show. So. But I wanted to kind of touch on um, the episode where it was the second episode with Drake was on there. So, you know, even though it's kind of old beef, because we're going back to May with that whole Pusha T thing. It Mm. was really interesting. You got to watch it because it's it's Drake. I watched it. Oh, you did see it. Mm -hmm. How? How? So. I mean, it, it kind of breaks down. It's it's Drake's response to the whole thing. So what you know what what comes out is, you know how Kanye pretty much was like a backstabber, and like had to come out and you know so so Kanye gives him this like speech and was like you know. I want to help you, you know, I want to be like the Quincy Jones in your life, but you got to, you got to tell me everything, like, tell me what music you're working on and all this stuff. (laughs) So, so, so Drake, like, gives him everything, even tells him, you know, I have a son and, and all this stuff. So what does Kanye do? So they go out to, I think, Wyoming. And this was, it sounded like Drake didn't know that, you know, Kanye was working on some music. So they go out to Wyoming and Drake's boy's like, I don't know, something ain't right out here. Like, this nigga is working on an album and taking all your ideas. Like, mm-hmm. it was, it. I mean, just, he was, you know, it was such a good interview. Did you? He, mm-hmm, go ahead. Well, did you see that? Um, so in, in, in response to this, Pusha T went on the Joe Button podcast. Did you see that? I heard about it. Girl. I, no, 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 I did watch it. Now, what did he say? <laughs> so he disputed everything Drake said. Drake, you know, like you were saying, Drake said that uh, Kanye leaked all this information and told, you know, Pusha all this information about him. Yeah. But Pusha was like, no, that's not what happened. Um, some broad that his um, Drake's producer was sleeping with, you know, 40 is his producer who was some woman that he was sleeping with told them all this information. <laughs> so his producer was having pillow talk with some chick and told, ran down all of Drake's business. So that's that's how they got all his information. That's how Pusha got all his information. Not through that's, Kanye. Well, I don't know who to believe. This is too hard for my heart. Because <laughs> I'm listening to Drake and I mean, he seemed very sincere. And that's I'm I'm sure that's part that's probably how part of the story came out. And then he said that whole 
what was the song that Kanye did? He was like, it was supposed to be a Drake song. And I just. Oh, that, that one that he, when he was do, doing gibberish on? Yes. <laughs> that was. So basically, that was foul because he gave that beat to Drake. Drake was, you know, right into it. And then he comes out with some gibberish. Some poopity scoop. The poopity scoop song. Right. That nigga, if you know. Like, Fuck you, nigga. This is, you can't get this beat. This is my beat. Now what you going to so, do? So, so just, just dirty and foul all the way. But what I did like was where Drake said, you know, in the end, he said he had a response. It was probably the most foulest, vilest thing. And Jay Prince told him not to put it out. I swear I want somebody, please leak this, please, on, on God, please leak this song because I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. But um, he said, you know, he chose not to put it out just because of, you know, it was it was at a place where he was very angry. And, you know, when he said he heard it again, he was like, you know, I'm, it's, I don't even want to put that out. He said, but it did inspire some of his best music, like nonstop, which is like one of my favorites mob ties and my feelings eight out of 10, you know, was inspired by this whole push T Kanye mess. So I just thought it was really, really interesting because true to Drake form, you know, he's, he's a half Jewish kid and, you know, they be in their feelings and he, I think he really, it was a calculated kind of opening up, but he did, you know, he opened up and he talked, talk, talked about his kid and he talked about how he wanted to be like the greatest father, even though the, the situation, situation with the mother, mother wasn't, wasn't, you know, the best. Let that kid come home. Come <laughs> 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 home. Take a Wakanda line, a line from Black Panther. <laughs> Let that boy come home. God damn! Whoa. That's terrible. Yeah. So, well, like I said, I just thought it was a really good, um, you know, transparent Drake, mm-hmm. which we always get anyway from his music. It was, it was, it was good to hear him kind of talk about that and how, you know. That whole thing with with Kanye. So I I I enjoy listening to it. I was there for it. Yeah, I watched it. I, and I like that platform that um that LeBron is doing because you know I guess you know he's been in the league for a however long he's been in. So you know his his days are are numbered. You know he's getting old in basketball years. So I I know he's just trying to build his legacy outside of basketball, which I I do like. He just opened that school. He has this platform and he's doing a lot of great things. So I like it. I'll be watching it. I love it. And I love that show he had on. I don't know if it was Showtime or Stars, the one that was kind of loosely based around his life. Um. Where uh, what's his name? Mike Epps was in it, and he oh, yeah. got killed I off. Yeah, um, Survivor's oh, Remorse. I love that show. Yeah. It, towards the end, it got it did get kind of corny, but mm-hmm. it was. I thought it was like so refreshing, and to know that LeBron was like tied into it, mm-hmm. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I used to watch good stuff. It was good stuff. I like LeBron. Yeah, LeBron, you better not come out with no half white baby, secret baby, because I'm be so hurt and so disappointed. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> no, I think he embraces fatherhood and and you know his wife so much. I just don't ever see that happening. This this is my dream. <laughs> I just took a deep breath when you said that. <laughs> Why? Why? No, I, I I wish the same thing. That's all I'm gonna say. Because I love LeBron. I love LeBron. It'll hurt my heart. Anyway. 
All right, All right, moving on. All right, moving on. So we are at the woke minute. Mm, um, the, the kitten heels and, and pantsuit section of the show. Yeah, the brooches and fascinator part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, can we, why do we laugh going into it? I don't know. Oh, so stupid. Because we ain't shit. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. This, <clears throat> this, actually, this topic is actually not funny at all. And it's, you know, reading this just made me so mad. Even when I was going over my notes. So, um, so Ray Carruth, um, as you guys know, was the basketball player that had no football girl. Oh. Come on now. <laughs> he was a sport. He was an athlete. He played for the Carolina Panthers for oh, yeah. a minute. All right, there you go. Anyway, so he um, had his pregnant girlfriend murdered, mm -hmm. um, and so. He was sent to jail for conspiracy and his two accomplices, um, they went to jail as well. Um, so he spent the last 17 years in a North Carolina prison for conspiracy to murder his pregnant girlfriend. And he opened up for the first time in a handwritten letter that he sent to the victim's mother. So he sent this before he was released. It's a 15 page letter to Sandra Adams, the mother of Sharika Adams. Um, in, in this letter, he spoke about, um, about taking responsibility for the, you know, for the murder of her and expressing interest in gaining custody of their son. Get the fuck out of here. Girl, it girl just makes me mad. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, I'm apologizing for the loss of her daughter. I'm apologizing for the impairment of my son. I feel responsible for everything that happened. And I just want her to know that I'm truly sorry for everything. The wording in this is just too fucking soft. Not the loss of her daughter, the murder of her daughter. That you conspired to do for six thousand dollars, you paid to six thousand dollars to kill and him. attempting to murder your son, and you know causing him. He had a traumatic birth, so now this you know his son is living with cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. So um, he was released from Samson Correctional Institute in Clinton, North Carolina, on the twenty second of October. Um, he was sentenced to 18 to 24 years in 2001 after being found guilty of hiring Van Brett Watkins and Michael Kennedy to murder Adams. Um, they shot her several times and, uh, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. They were sentenced to a minimum of 40 years. Um, Kennedy who drove the car was released in 2011. So Watkins did the shooting and Kennedy, he drove the getaway car. Um, Adams, uh, Sharika died a month after the shooting and her son Chancellor uh, was born prematurely and battled challenges from that um, causing, caused him to have cerebral palsy and his grandmother has been raising him ever since. Uh, so now the kid, he's 18 years old and in interviews, Sandra, Sandra, uh, Sharika's mother is saying that, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's open to, you know, receiving, uh, this dude, um, you know, he, you know, he apologizes, but there is no way she's ever going to give this man custody. She tried, he tried to kill her grandson. How would you give custody to someone who tried to murder him? Nah, it's, it's a, it's to me like, it's just a non, non issue. And when you, I, I think when you go back to the reason behind it, so, you know, at the height of his career, he's probably making like what, a hundred thousand dollars a month. So any, so if he, did this to eradicate the responsibility of child support, which, you know, worst case scenario might have been 10, 15% of his income, worst case. And that's the reason why you did it was to save some money. I mean, I'm all for prison reform. 
I believe in rehabilitation, but I do believe that there is there's some evils that never get you can never repent for, you know, and it's, it's, you know, only God can really judge. But at the same time, I never, when I hear this and when I, I remember this story, when it was, when it happened, you know, almost 20, what, 20 years ago, I remember hearing this and like, wow, you mean you, you calculated to end this woman's life. And, you know, she's thinking she's going out on a date, Girl. you know, with the father of her child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to end her life and you so cowardly, you, you know, got, you paid two people money to go and, you know, they blocked her car and it was, it was so horrific. Like, you know, she didn't even get to the movie theater. They blocked her car in and, you know, mm-hmm. shot through the car and, you know, it she like survived a, for like a month. Like a mob hit. That's not the mob hit. Right. Execution stuff, you know, and she, you know, she lived on, she was on life support for a, a month before she passed away. Just to, to think that this man is deserving of you know i mean i don't know how he's gonna make it out here i don't see him i don't know how he's going to survive out here i, I don't i just i don't i just don't see I really, it I, wanna, I, I really would like to know the the type of rehabilitation he went through in jail like the kind of counseling and therapy he received. Right. um because this this it's it's just to think about it it's just so horrific and how this was done. This was execution style. This was a violent death. Can you imagine, you know, you thinking you're going somewhere and having a good time and your car gets blocked and people come out of the woodworks and start shooting at you? And she saw him. He was there. Ray Caruth was there. So she saw it happen and she was able to dial 911 and tell them what she that it was him. She named him. Wow. He, I just... And he was he watched it. Yeah. That's, a, that's a certain kind of monster that would do something like that. To make sure that it, that the deed was done, so I guess the other half of the money could be paid. It, that just—I don't know how you come back from that. And you're right. I mean, what kind of rehab did he have in jail? I just—I don't. I, you he, know, he murdered her and he attempted to murder the, the kid, his son. Not even his son. That's your flesh and blood. Regardless of what you feel about his, his mother, that is your son. That's your flesh. That's your legacy. And you caused him a lifetime of a disability. And, mm-hmm. you know, he will he will never outlive because of that. So, I, you know, I commend I cannot imagine for Sandra Adams. That was Sharika Adams mother. How, you know, she said that, you know, she's forgiven him, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to give up this child. That's that's the piece of her daughter. That's the only yeah. piece that she has that's of her thing, own yeah. child. So how how dare you? How, how dare you even? I dare you even ask right. or even think, you know, and I'm all for fathers taking care of their children. Not this father. Nope. And if one. you got to get it for, for him, if he has to get on the floor and, and scrub McDonald's bathtubs, bath, bathrooms with a toothbrush to support and give everything to his child, then that's what you should do. But I don't believe there should be any, any contact. Yeah, not at all. And it's, 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 to me, it's even painful even to call him his dis call him this this the boy's father you know i know biologically that's his son but that's not a father wouldn't do that mm-hmm. oh all right mm-hmm. uh, just sickening sick sick and sickening very very sad and moving along but i i i, I highly doubt it that any judge judge is going to grant him custody Oh, it'll never happen. I mean, I can tell you that now. Like, it's, you know, it's called extenuating circumstances. He's been out of the child's life for 21 years. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the grandmother has never visited visit him in jail, visit Ray Caruth in jail. Mm-hmm. So there's no, 
reason to believe that he's, you know, you have to look at the fitness of a parent, but then any extenuating circumstances overcome that the years one, you know, once it's, he's never had the child ever. So Mm -hmm. no judge would ever, I don't even think they would grant him any sort of supervised visitation. That would be, that would, and he's not a kid. And he's not a kid anymore. So he's not a kid. And, and Karuth is not even equipped to, to handle, um, a situation like that to handle, you know, um, taking care of a disabled person. He's not equipped mentally for that. He's disabled. I don't even know. So I just uh, know he's not equipped for it. Anyway. Uh, in T-Way. Moving along. Moving on. What, what, what we got? Um, we are on to better days and sunshine and beautiful places. <laughs> That's right. That's right, y'all. We had the weekend D. Yeah. Let's turn this around. It's really for the weekend D. All right. <laughs> so this weekend D is a little different, I think. So this comes from a listener who is obviously a male. So I'm just going to paraphrase because he, he gives a lot of detail here. So basically he says, um, I have a girlfriend. I love her. We're in love. She's my best friend. She's my everything. Okay. He said the last Christmas, his family went away on vacation and they went with another family that they're very close with. And the family has a daughter who's a couple of years younger than he is. He said this, this, the, this woman, we're going to call her B. Um, B is his sister's best friend. So he said that, you know, they've known each other. They grew up together. They've known each other. He said one night they were um, at a club drinking, partying, and everybody goes to bed except B and him. And he said the next thing he knows, he's basically getting jobs and they end up sleeping together. Uh, sleeping together fucking whatever Mm -hmm. so now he's like he feels really bad um he told one of his boys um he said you know telling his boys what should i do should i tell her should i go to my girlfriend and his boy told him no um he says you know i really love my girl um what should i do please help Hmm. Should he tell his girlfriend? You you, you want our help? <laughs> what? Okay. So, you know, I when I when I I kind of struggle with this because there's a part of me. Okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two answers. There's a part of me that feels like if you are in a committed relationship with someone and you cheat it means you're not committed and you don't love that person as much as you pretend that you do because as and i'm i'm all and i believe there's a difference between cheating and flirting you can i mean i think flirting is healthy there's a fine line but you know i i don't expect for any man or any any person in a relationship to just be turned off sexually to another person just because you're in a relationship i don't think that happens i don't think that's natural so there's always like you know a little bit of flirting but it's when you decide to put your dick some in a hole or Mm -hmm. you know open your legs to something that's not of the one that you are committed to that that's where it becomes an issue and it it, and it really means you got to look at your 
relationship that you thought you had with this person that you thought you were committed to, because obviously it's not what you pretended it to be. Mm-hmm. And I know people like to throw in, oh, you know, there's alcohol involved and you do all this kind of stuff. But I mean, I think alcohol just intensifies the person that you already are. Mm-hmm. So if you are a cheater and you just haven't acted on it and you and you drink alcohol and now you I mean, you, you're a cheater. It just means that the alcohol just opened up the door. So I never, I don't want to use that as an excuse. You know, they were partying, they were drinking next thing, you know, you know, she has his dick in her mouth. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you set yourself up for that. Right. You put yourself in those types of position, in that position Mm -hmm. to let that happen. So take responsibility. That being said, should there be honesty and come out and, and tell, tell his girl. No, okay, so knowing that by being honest, I'm all for honesty and transparency, but understand that you're going to change the nature of the relationship forever. So Mm -hmm. y'all are going to have either a really great reconciliation or a really great breakup. It's kind of your choice because Mm -hmm. there's no, you're not going to be able to that 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 idea and i think even though for i think for women we deal with it differently than men do because we deal i think we deal with it more than men do men mm-hmm. can't take it you know if it's the other way around and the man you know man got cheated on by his significant other mm-hmm. it's a problem for a man you know the whole ego thing i think for women we did kind of deal with it differently you know we can we might be able this is my opinion we might be able to take one or two and you know give me a real good explanation and, and i may be able to patch it up with you mm-hmm. i don't think it works the other way around so i just know for this man he needs to reckon needs to really reconcile within himself that you don't love your girl as much as you say that you do yeah because that love should have kept your ass home and kept your dick in your just plain and simple and you know when when cheaters want to come clean to their partners, their spouses, it has nothing to do with their spouse and being honest with them. It has something to do with clearing your conscience. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's, it's for selfish reasons, you know, and I'm not really a, um, you know, I don't, I don't, if you're in a, in a healthy relationship, I don't feel as if you should have major secrets. Um, not, you know, your partner doesn't need to know everything, but you know, uh, but for the most part, you should be kind of transparent with, e- with each other. But in cases like this, um, I just don't know if you should even say anything. If you if you value the relationship and you want to continue it and you don't plan on doing this anymore, I don't think it's you should t- you should say anything. Honestly, I, I just feel like that sort of that mentality, right? Because everything you do in the dark will come out in the light. So if you Mm -hmm. don't tell her, somebody is going to tell her. And that shit may sound real bad three, four, five years down the line than it does right now or vice versa. And I just... I, and I, I hear what you're saying. And that, that was the other side of me. Like, you know, like, well, I mean, why I tell it? If this is the relationship that you say and it's, it's all of this, it doesn't sound like that to me when you did this act. Mm-hmm. So being honest with yourself and being honest with this person that, you know, she don't know. And you got her looking like boo boo the fool right. because she has no idea what the hell you doing. Mm-hmm. When she's not around, and and I mean honestly, the first thing to go in any relationship, trust. if you can't have trust in that relationship, there's no mm-hmm. relationship. So moving forward without telling her to me means you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. 
And then, you know, also she already knows because I know my my intuition, the way my intuition is set up a bit. I know. I know the minute you do some fucked up shit, I just feel what? it. Like, nigga, I smell her perfume on you. I would. You walked through this door different. You wasn't walking like that before. What happened? <laughs> like, what nigga, you smiling, showing your back teeth. You don't ever do that shit. Right, right. So she, 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 if, if, if you guys are in sync and in love and she knows you, she, she's going to know that something happened. She's probably not going to be able to put her finger on it. She mm-hmm. may not have any hardcore conclusive evidence, but she is going to know. that, And that's the worst part of it. That, mm-hmm. that's like, that'll kill a relationship right there because mm-hmm. it means there's a breakdown in the trust. Right. And you're so right. I think women's intuition, when you tap into it, you don't even have to tell me because I already know. Mm-hmm. And, and I might be so quiet about it and not say some shit and, and just let you ride it out mm-hmm. for as long as possible. But you know what? It's a part of me that don't give a fuck no more like i don't give a fuck no more because i already know i Mm -hmm. I got my suspicions i got it all i got it all set up i i agree with you Mm -hmm. so i just man i this is this is a difficult one because i don't know how much you love her if this is what you're doing and it's not like you know a little flirt it's not like you bought her a drink or something Mm -hmm. like no man you went you went you went all balls all the way in (laughs) that's not that's so not, why that's didn't not flirting. On, why didn't she go on the, the um trip with them? Which to me, I'm like, okay, maybe they're young because y'all went on a fan. It's a family trip with another family, so mm-hmm. y'all all you know all together. I don't know. I just well, thought, is, I, is he in high school? Oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, and he doesn't say how old he is, so I I don't I don't know. Um, do you know, maybe they they all trade. Why did his girlfriend go? No, you know, maybe something else to do, but. Obviously, he has something else to do. And I just, and you gotta, you don't think he should be honest though and and tell her? I I just have mixed feelings about that because I I feel like it's not an easy, it's not an easy answer for this. It's not, it's not because you're going to change everything. Right. I feel like, you know, when people um, do foul stuff, and they want to confess and and come clean. It's really it's it's for selfish. It's their con- right, their conscience. Con- they want to clear their conscience, you know. But like you said, on the other hand, you know, if you don't have truth and honesty in a relationship, what do you have? You know, you don't have anything. So it's really it's really tough. I don't I don't even know how. I don't really have a clear cut answer for him, um, because it's tough. You know, is I, this person? How long have you been with her? Do you see? <laughs> what are your intentions? <laughs> <laughs> I always ask the same questions. Um, uh-huh. You know what I mean? There's a reason why you weren't faithful to her. You know, yeah. you, could, you could have easily, when everyone else went to bed, you could have easily been like, you know what? This situation can lead somewhere else. I'm going to go to bed too. You know, yeah. you could have made a different decision. And I, I know that it's kind of easier said than done. Because you know how when you get that man, when they, when the Remy's in the system, <laughs> ain't no something when I did something. That's what they be yelling. Look, I, I know. It, but you gotta, you gotta know yourself and be like, you know what? This, this is not gonna end well. It's not gonna end the right way. I need, to, I need to remove myself from the situation. Yeah, and but it, but the damage is already done. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you come clean. You and because your conscience will eat up at you, and I, and I know that. Like your conscience will, will kill you. Mm-hmm. And you can pretend like everything is all well and good, but I think for a man. Once he does that, he gonna always look at his girl like she gonna do this back to me, <laughs> like because karma's a mm-hmm. bitch, and that's usually how it happens. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you thinking every you thinking shit is sweet, you over here, you know, vacation fucking, 
she gonna she, watch. You ain't gonna never let her go nowhere. She never wanna. You ain't never gonna want her out of out of your sight because uh-huh. that yeah, shit will, will eat everything. you up inside. Yep. Right. So I look and I and I have been on the receiving end. I'm on the other end of this where, you know, X had to come clean about whatever was jumping off. Number one because he feared the chick, the third party coming out of the woodwork and coming mm-hmm. to tell me first. So. You know, I, I I understood that, okay, he had to come and, like, try to clear it up, make himself feel good. That was a hard conversation. But in the end, shit was never the same. Of it was course. never the same. Yeah. I Never the same. I can never. I don't know if I'm the build build back trust type after that. I don't I don't think I have I it know, in I'm me. not. Girl, you know how yeah, I, I know you. I, I know you're not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, girl, no. <laughs> no. Like, thank you, but no thank you. Thanks That's for- where I'm at. I'm just not built that way. I've never been built that way. Uh-uh. Never. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty much, it's, it's, it's a done deal for me, mm-hmm. you know, cause that, that just, it changes everything. So that's a tough one, my friend, but, um, yeah, you know, Good luck. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 good luck. I don't. I don't even really have a, a solid. I think he's going to have to take it like a man, tell the truth and move on, you know, it's gonna be difficult, but you mm-hmm. you gonna have to move on because she'll never trust you. You mm-hmm. you'll you'll never live that down. You know, I mm-hmm. I always listen. It always makes me laugh when couples be like, you know that it only made us stronger. Like, bitch, <laughs> you lying, <laughs> you lying to yourself mm-hmm. and to everybody. Mm-hmm. And shit, no, it don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Just yeah. all transparency. That shit don't make you stronger. That shit kills you from the inside out. It sure does, it's girl. It's would... like Ebola. It's like a fleshy disease. <laughs> I know. I, I ain't built for that kind of lifestyle. A man, you know, my my dude cheating on me. I'm I'm not built that way at all. Somebody will die. <laughs> See, I know you are like. I know you're like that. I'm more of like, okay, that's what you. That's what we doing out here. Well, two two could play that game, Girl. and I'll and I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Like I could be as faithful as as I can be very faithful, mm-hmm. but it's it's got to be reciprocated. Or you know, we could just be out here living our best lives with with other people. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep it all that I need. I'll be there for you. If you keep it real with me, I keep it real with you. <laughs> Everything. My life can always be summed up in a line from a. <laughs> from the mid 90s to the late 2000s always 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 i do jay-z has wrote my life um nas has wrote my life <laughs> always always um all right all right so yeah just uh, good luck i just want to wish him like good luck mm-hmm. all right yeah all right. good luck sir mm-hmm. keep it in your pants <laughs> next time <laughs> hope you learned your lesson oh girl (laughs) anyway all right moving along all right so we are at the reminisce part of this show i I reminisce reminisce. reminisce. yes so we have been in new york we have been down south um i don't know if we've been west coast but this week we're taking it to philly okay We we haven't featured any um old school philly music so i want to uh focus on schoolie d he did PSK, what does it mean? And this song is considered the first hardcore rap song. It features incidents of graphic sex, gunplay, drug references, 
all the bullshit we love in hip hop. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We are here for it. We here for it. So this song, it, it actually kind of birthed West Coast gangster rap. Um, because once PS, um, Suli D came out with this, and Ice T released his hardcore anthem, um, Six in the Morning, and then Easy, mm-hmm. yep, and then Easy came out with Boys in the Hood, and I swear the cadence of each of these songs are just like PSK. Ooh, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, PSK stands for Parkside Killers. It's the first gangster rap song. Um, so, and I could be, uh, remember on Ready to Die, uh, B.I.G. did it too on his interlude. How, which one? B.I.G. Uh, how we go? Uh, Forget bitches it, always say, what the hell is that me? I just want yeah. to go in and out. out. One, one by one, 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 I'll knock you out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I remember. Yeah, so we, we, uh, this is my old school hip hop, uh, PSK. What does it mean? Nah. That's it. Um, I think it was like Park. Well, it meant like Parkside Killers. Like yeah, it's Parkside Park Killers. Yep. People Park always Park. say, "What the hell does that mean?" P is for the people who can't understand how one homeboy became a man. Became a man. Yeah. So anyway, that's my old school reminisce for this week. Yes, <laughs> I love it. When did I? You know that song came out in 1985. Girl. Goddamn. I know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Two old bitches under the can understand. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. So moving on, we are now at the segment of the show where we support a black business. So we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. And we desire to build awareness of products and service made, services made FUBU for us by us. So today I wanted to highlight Wild Moon Jewelry. It's a company that started in 2010 by the self-defined magical wild woman, kind of like myself. Um, her name is, was it Angie? I think her name is Angel. Anyway, I forgot her name. Anyway, she's based in Toronto and she creates handmade jewelry it, within kind of like an eco-conscious, industrial, Afrocentric aesthetic. Something I know that you love and I love. So she tries to incorporate like 100% recycled um, materials, whether that's silver, glass, um, brass, repurposed brass, and semi-precious stones. Mm-hmm. So she has a collection called the Bayakoy Collection, where it's recycled jewelry from Accra, Ghana. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's beautiful. A little bit on the pricey side, but really, really, really nice pieces. And I'm all into crystals, and I'm I'm all into precious stones, so I do love it. So the website is wildmoonjewelry.com. So shout them out. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So moving on, we are now, are we at the end? We're at the end. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> um, shout out. Did I shout out to our listeners in Brazil? I don't know if I did that at the top of the show, but I wanted to. We have, I just want to take this time out. Just, we're on our 30th episode. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this has, has been, been really a, a, 
this is almost like a dream come true. It is. It is. <laughs> it, it, it started as an idea. You know, if anyone has listened to us for this long and knows our story, you know, this has really been an extension of our kind of like our follow up phone calls that we used to have. Mm-hmm. Where we just kind of, you know, run down our lives and talk about current <laughs> events and talk about sex and dating and and hip hop. Mm-hmm. So it really is an extension of, you know, what you and I always do. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I'm so happy to like be at this point. And when I look at our listeners, I mean, we have listeners in Brazil, in the UK, in Switzerland, and and um, I was looking at Jackson, Mississippi. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you would think like of all of our ratchetness and all of this, <laughs> y'all, someone, to our- y'all are really listening, and you really, you know, you really care, and you're really, you know, submitting questions and just mm-hmm. interacting. And for the love, like yeah. I, you know, I do this. I think we both do this for the love and mm-hmm. i'm so appreciative so this is a milestone you know it's it's our dirty 30 i am i'm very happy to be here so mm-hmm. and i and i love that i'm doing it with you girl yes i am very happy to be here i am so happy to be here okay okay all right my art is so full okay so you can subscribe to that's what i'm saying the podcast we're in the apple podcast app google play iHeartRadio, soundcloud speaker stitcher cast pod spotify you can follow us on facebook Instagram and Twitter. Visit our website. That's what I'm saying. Podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. And Nye, who do we always shout out? Always, always, always. We're giving a huge shout out to our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram. You can catch him on Twitter. Check out his podcast, Hip Hop Now. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week. Love y'all.